she uh, was a missionary in a country where you're not allowed to be a missionary. Um, and so she was teaching English. She's Japanese. <laughs> yeah, she's teaching English. She's, you know, these missionaries are such smart people. They all speak like five and six languages. And she speaks three, and so she was teaching English in this country. And um, I can't remember what day it was. Uh, if it, I think it was Saturday or Tuesday. But um, in the square beside where she lived, um, that one day a week was hand chopping and head chopping day. And so for people who yeah, so for people who had stolen something, okay. their hand was mm. cut off. Okay. Oh Do you have any issues? Are you translating for her? Who's translating? No, she's not. I can try her. And she said that many, many people gathered to watch this every week. Mm. I was really surprised. She said, like, she, like, she would forget that it was going to happen on that day, and then all of a sudden there would be, like, noises, and she's like, oh, I, I meant to go away, like, I meant to be away on this day, but she would forget, so she could hear what was happening in the square. And so it was common practice, um, you know, five, uh, 5,000 years ago, if you stole something, they would cut off your hand. That was common practice. The punishments were very strict. And so, when God gave Moses the law, it was actually more lenient than what they were used to. More lenient is in what? Easier. Yeah, they didn't cut off your hand if you uh, stole a banana. More soft. That's right. Let's turn to Exodus 21-24. Exodus. Exodus. Oh, yeah, you need your Bible. There's Bibles over there if you need to. Actually, you know what? Let's 
Exodus 21, verse 23 and 24. Exodus 21. I know, I know, it's slow. Mine too, it's slow. Oswald, do you have it? Yeah, can you read that for us? 21. 21? Uh, yeah, 23 and 24. 23 and 24. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. So here they were saying that if you stole a banana, you gave a banana back. Mm -hmm. And if you cut off somebody's hand, then your hand got cut off. Mm -hmm. So God was showing what's fair. Okay. So, Oftentimes, um, when I'm walking towards the escalators, I always walk up the escalators. I never stand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's sort of like a line for walking up the escalator, right? Mm -hmm. And it really makes me angry when people cut in front of the line. <laughs> they should get in line! <laughs> walk up the escalator. Um, and sometimes... If they cut me off, I want to cut them off. <laughs> eye for eye! Eye for eye! <laughs> and then I think, no, no, I'm a Christian. <laughs> you know, in Canada, a lot of people put fish on their cars to show that they're a Christian. Uh, the fish is in Greek, Jesus Christ, Son of God, spells fish. Yeah. And so fish was a symbol of Christians. Yeah. Fish, symbol, are still in Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people have fish on their cars. But I don't want to put a fish on my car because then if I cut somebody off, they'll know I'm a Christian. I'll have to drive better if I put a fish on my car. somebody stole your banana, they had to give you a banana back. Jesus said, if somebody steals your banana, give them an orange. Oh, like an orange, there's an yeah, But I don't want to give him an orange, I want to cough his hand. <laughs> I want the law. The law for them and mercy for me. Forgiveness <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is hard. It's really hard. Mm. 
you know, it's just something small, and that's okay. But if you cut me off on the way to the escalator, <laughs> it's hard to forgive them. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. And forgiveness is actually work. You know, it's work. We have to pay the price. And, uh, <laughs> and forgiveness involves a lot of giving. Forgive. Forgiving. There's a lot of giving. You, know, you give up your rights. And you give them a gift. There's a lot of giving and forgiving. And it's hard. And I have to tell you, the only reason I do it is because I know it's better for me. <laughs> it's not better for them. Who cares about them? They took my banana. <laughs> it's better for me. It's better for me to forgive so I do it. Because forgiveness actually sets me free. And I mean, after I prayed about it a lot and gave it to God five or six times or five or six hundred times, then it, then it's better for them too. <laughs> okay, so we're going to read from Matthew 18, the scary parable. Matthew 18, the scary parable. Matthew 18. No. Uh, verse 21. And we'll, we'll just read one verse each, and we'll read around the room. Please read in whatever language you have in front of you. And then Maureen, we'll start with you. Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should we forgive someone who sins against him? Seven times? Yeah, I don't tell you until uh, seven times, but until seventy times seven. Mm. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he, uh, he has not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he has been sold to repay the debt. At this the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, uh, concealed the debt, and let him go. But what then? But what that servant went out? Sorry, can't read. Uh, 
But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him hundred silver silver coin. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay get pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him. Be patient with me, I will pay you back. But his creditor couldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put into prison until the debt could be paid in full. Thirty-one. So when his servant saw that what was done, they are exceedingly sorry, and they came and told to their lord all that was done. Then the master called the servant. In you wicked servant, he said, I cons I cancelled all that debt of your because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. What? Mm. What? Can you read that part again? <laughs> this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Okay, that's the scary part. <laughs> this is a scary parable. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what it is. <laughs> so, uh, in this story... Um, who is the master or the king? God and Jesus, yeah. Jesus. God and Jesus is the king or the master. That's what it represents in this story, right? And who is the first servant who owes him a thousand bags of gold? The first servant. Yeah, us, right? We are the first servant. And we owe Jesus a thousand days of gold, more than we could ever pay. Because we owe him our life. Right? He died in our place. And the, the debt we owed was all the sin. Okay, so then, so we, the servant, fall on our knees and say to Jesus, please forgive us. And Jesus says, okay, I forgive you. And then, you know, we go home at night and, uh, Uh, we find that, you know, our brother ate the last piece of cake. <laughs> it was our birthday cake. It was our birthday cake. And our brother ate the last piece of cake. <laughs> 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 
To do everything in order not to make my mom mad or not to make her cry. Everything I did. So she got better after two and a half years. And I kind of forgot about how that time of our life used to be. But in first year university, God started bringing back all of these memories to my mind. And I realized that what had really happened was that my mom had abandoned me for those two and a half years. So your mom has abandoned me. And one night I was in church praying, and I realized that I thought God had abandoned me too during those two and a half years. Because I was a Christian, and I prayed for my mom to be healed every night. As I was praying, this lady came over to me and she told me that God had a verse for me. 
但是他觉得其他的生态，比如说，呃，你的你自己跑去带他们，他说，因为，呃，生意特别的，对，工作来很低。It was from Isaiah 49.11, or 49.15, I think, Isaiah 49.15. It says, can a mom forget the child that she is nursing? Even if your mom forgets you, I will not forget you. And I said, if you were there, God, why didn't you do anything? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, he gave me a, a picture in my mind of what he was doing. My bedroom is beside my parents' bedroom, and my mom used to yell at my dad every night. That's true, my poor dad. And I would often go to bed. I'd often go to bed crying and praying for my mom to be healed. And so, when I asked God, why weren't you there? Why didn't you do anything? Then he showed me a picture. I had been praying and I, I'd cry and I'd fallen asleep. And God came in when I was asleep and picked me up and like held me and cradled me. I probably spent about maybe four years working through those issues of my mom abandoning me and having to forgive her. And you know. I forgave her, and then I would have to forgive her again. I mean, I decided to forgive her, and I know that forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. But I found out that forgiveness happens in layers. So God would bring a certain memory to my mind, and I'd forgive my mom for that specific memory. And then he'd bring another memory to mind, and I'd forgive her for that memory. And oftentimes God was very gracious, because when I would forgive, he would show me a picture of what he was doing during that specific memory. But I mean, I was still pretty angry at her for a while. And I had to give God my anger over and over and over again. God, I forgave her, but I'm still angry. Would you take my anger?
The other thing I found was that the forgiveness was only as deep as I admitted I had been hurt. So if I said it didn't hurt that much, I only forgave a little. Mm -hmm. But if I admitted it really hurt, then I forgave a lot. And so forgiveness really takes courage because you have to face the hurt, all the hurt, in order to forgive completely. Forgiving my mom, it was hard, but not really hard. Because my mom and I have a good relationship. It's much harder to forgive somebody who's been very mean on purpose. It's, it's been hard it's hard to forgive somebody who's been mean to you on purpose. Because in our heart we want them to pay. We don't want to pay the price. They hurt us, and so we want them to hurt. It's true. We do. We want the Old Testament law for them. Now, this is when I think back, this is when I remember about this parable. Because at the end it says, so the first servant was us, right? And the king, Jesus, forgave us. And then we get to the second servant. The second servant represents other people who owe us something. How much, in the parable, how much did they owe again? The second servant owed him. So, we owe the king a thousand eggs of gold, i.e., you know, yeah, a hundred million dollars, and then this person owes twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. And we... Tell the person who owes us twenty dollars, give it back, give it back, give it back, go to jail, <laughs> right? And when the king finds out what happened, in verse thirty-two, he says, "So, if we don't forgive, he's forgiven us so much." So, I'm trying to think of a really horrible crime. My um. One of my good friends is uh, from Rwanda, and in the Rwandan genocide, she lost all of her family except for two nieces. 
your parents, siblings, everyone except for two nieces. And she's Christian, and she knew she had to forgive the people who murdered her family. Now this seems like a lot to forgive. To me, this seems like a thousand bags of gold. But Jesus is telling us that what those people owed my friend is so much less than what she owes God, what she owes Jesus. So verse 32, the master Jesus called us the servant in, you wicked servant. When we don't forgive, he says, you wicked servant us. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? In anger, in anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Who do you think the jailers are in this parable? In anger, he handed him over to the jailers. Yeah, that's right. In the Bible, it calls Satan the accuser. He knows the law really well. He knows the law really He knows the law really well. The Old Testament law, and he knows that if you are not under Jesus' covering, you have not decided to be under Jesus' covering, he can make you pay what you owe. So, if you have spoken a bad word to someone, he can have a bad word spoken about you. Because that's the law. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. And when we don't forgive, when we choose not to forgive, Jesus hands us over to the jailers to be tortured. That means the enemy is allowed to make us pay for all of the things we've done wrong. Verse 35, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So when I really have a hard time forgiving, I think of this. I think I do not want to choose the law. I want to choose grace. <laughs> Because if I don't forgive, then the enemy is allowed free reign in my life. And more than that, I'm so attached to that person who hurt me. 
I don't have any freedom from those feelings of hurt, from the feelings of anger. There's no freedom. I will keep the anger inside. I will keep the hurt inside. There's no way to get rid of it unless you forget. So because I want forgiveness, because I want freedom, I forgive. And it says here, forgive from your heart. Some people think that means they have to feel like forgiving. That's not true. <laughs> you don't have to feel like forgiving. It means that you are sincere in forgiving. God, I sincerely choose to forgive them. They don't owe me anything. They don't owe me anything. Not even an apology. They owe me nothing. And I give them a free gift. They don't deserve, but I give them this gift. I will pay the price. And they get freedom from what they own. I, I release them. And when we release them, actually what we're doing is releasing ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're cutting the tie. And we still feel anger. And then we say, God, please take away the anger. And when it comes back, I say, no, I do forgive them. And you look and you say, have I admitted all the pain they caused me? If you don't admit the pain, you can't forgive the full way. And I say, have I forgiven them for this memory? Have I forgiven them for this memory? You know, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you forgive somebody over two or three years. And so when people cut me off on the way to the escalator, I say, okay, I'm a Christian. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to forgive them most of the time. <laughs> what does it mean? I think when we get to heaven, when we have forgiven people, it's erased. It's forgotten. We've forgiven. God says, if you forgive, it will be forgiven. And I think when we don't forgive, I think God's going to ask us, why didn't you forgive? And we're going to have to answer for it. And of course, none of our reasons are going to sound like in front of the person who died for us. Yeah, so right now I want you to think, is there anybody that you need to forgive? I do. I do. Me too. I have somebody I need to forgive. Yeah. So if there's somebody you need to forgive, I want you just to take a minute and admit to yourself how much they hurt you. Because you're going to forgive them for whatever amount they hurt you. So just, I want you to think, remember, how much, what, what is it that you're going to forgive them for? How much was it that they hurt you? Take a minute. No, one person, one person. <laughs> One person. Well, we're only going to do one person tonight. The other one you can do at home. <laughs> <laughs> this is five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> okay. yeah. 
And sometimes it helps me, if they've hurt me a lot, to write a letter I'll never send them. And I tell them in the letter, you hurt me, and this is what you did, and this is what happened. And I write a letter that, I've ne that I'm never going to send. So now we know what we're forgiving. So I just want you to repeat this prayer in your mind or out loud if you like after me. You can just say the person's name. I forgive you. You don't owe me anything. Not even an apology. I will not hold this against you anymore. And I give you a gift you don't deserve. My forgiveness. And Father, I ask you to take away the pain and hurt and anger in my heart towards this person. And Father, would you show us what were you doing when I was being hurt? Where were you? Father, would you bless this person that hurt me? Would you show them more of your love? And Father, would you give me grace to forgive them 70 times 7 times? In Jesus' name I pray. I just want to say, forgiveness is not forgetting. It doesn't mean that you're going to forget it. And forgiveness doesn't mean it's okay. If you lost trust in them, you don't have to give trust back. Or if they hurt you, you don't have to go near them again. Forgiveness is simply releasing them of their debt, not allowing them to treat you badly again. Are there any questions or comments? I love the last part. Yeah. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Yeah. And not to let them to hurt you again. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.